Is there going to be an ad for this freaking thing? Why isn't it playing? Is it playing on the TV inside the house? Oh, Ooh, I got one second. How's it going, eh? It's going pretty good. Excellent. Uh, what's new in the world what the of hell you? Happened there? <laughs> There's a little blower there. Nope. Yeah. Is it like a like a science fiction <laughs> staticky uh, black mirror moment? It's, huh. very, it's very disturbing. If you're listening at home, you have no idea <laughs> unless he left that in. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Anyway, I didn't uh, hear it, so it was only on your side. Fair enough. So, <laughs> what's what's happening with you? Uh, you didn't answer what's happening with you, or was that it? Oh, that, did that you say that? squink. Oh, um, so <laughs> I mean, uh, the transfer is afoot. Uh, movers mm-hmm, are contracted. Mm-hmm. Plane tickets are bought. It, it's, it looks like everything is in the works, except for um, trying to sell some things that I don't want to move. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in order okay. to acquire money to pay somebody to move <laughs> the things that I do yeah. want to move. Indeed. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, twenty dollars. I wanted a peanut. $20 can buy many peanuts. Explain how. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. Yeah, I've packed the first box. I've constructed the second box to pack. Oh, good for you. <laughs> you only have about a month and a week yeah, to go. Yeah, five weeks. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, a good, that's a good place to be. I don't, I don't expect yeah. anyone to start <laughs> packing more than a month in advance. Mm-hmm. I think that's overkill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were... Um, it, it ramped up pretty quickly as as it got, yeah, to become moving day, and we still had lots of packing to do. Yeah, but I don't have to yeah. move an entire house. That's the difference. <laughs> so I only have to move some kitchen stuff and uh, a, a one room and a bunch of books. Yeah, yeah, bunch of books. Um, but I am trying see. to be considerate of my my roommates' um, sense of space uh, because I don't want them to have to live in a sea of boxes for a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it seems unfair. Yeah, well, that's very thoughtful. At the same time, uh, the lease is up. So I, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody is really set on staying mm-hmm. after we go. So, I mean, yeah. they'd have to negotiate a new lease, and this place is expensive. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's probably... They'd probably just as soon cut and run. <laughs> Well, you might as well go for the boxes then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, screw you, Ramis. <laughs> Never going to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Burned another bridge. <laughs> I mean, it was a hastily constructed rickety bridge anyway, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for why, sure. Why? It, it may need burning. <laughs> Just saying. We are, oh, we are about, uh, not about, we are exactly one week from closing on our house, um, if everything holds true, uh, it could be a day or three sooner. Um, I say that because there is a weekend in between. So, um, so it could be that we're recording this on a Monday, and um, the, a week from tomorrow is our closing date, but not, still not official. The uh-huh. lender says it could could go sooner if uh, all the you know all the ducks get in the row just right. So we shall see. We're Excellent. really quite anxious to get in there. 
I'm sure of that. Um, I, I, Being in limbo I, is no fun. Uh, uh, yes. Um, I the Catholics don't... tried to warn us. That's, you know. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Explain the thing, uh, the first thing with the purgatory and then the... <laughs> ah, never mind. Well, it's okay. I'll figure it out when I get there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, if you want. <laughs> There's a whole D and D type explanation for it. It's it's much oh, more pleasant, sorry. I think, in the in the D and D version. Of, well, anyway, of the afterlife. Yeah. In a way, Maybe. I mean, some some not, but you know, it's it's very neatly defined. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. D&D, well, as, a, so. as one would assume, it would need mm-hmm. to be for yeah. uh, for dungeons to exist in that uh, realm. Yeah. I mean, depending on your spiritual alignment, uh, mm-hmm. you you go to a particular place. Mm-hmm. So it's all very, it's all very pat. I don't know who the clerks are of the afterlife who sort of shunt your soul to one dimension or other, but uh, I mean, apparently it just happens. So mm-hmm. somebody's in charge. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's yeah. in charge of of the behind the scenes uh, workings. Well, there'd have to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, the that that one on uh, Beetlejuice was pretty good. She was. Mm-hmm. She was the appropriate, <laughs> uh, appropriate clerk, mm. the um, who'd been doing it for who knows how oh, many no. millennium. She's she's kind of a, uh, a sort of overworked, mm-hmm. upon yeah. cynical bureaucrat. I'm not sure exactly. that's that's good. <laughs> uh, I mean, is that really better a than Saint Peter at a, at the pearly gates with the clouds and the robes and things? <laughs> well, it depends on if you get in or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. it depends on your perspective of if that's the heaven you want. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> True that. Yeah, um, I can see it going an entirely different way. May the blessings of his newly appendage be upon thee. <laughs> how about how so, about you? How are you holding up? Uh, sort of. I mean, I don't want to. Speaking of burning bridges, <laughs> staying with the in-laws. Uh, yep. How's it going? Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, they're okay. super nice. Yeah, super nice, and uh, very, very accommodating. Mm-hmm. All right. Are they listening? Quick. <laughs> I, know, I was gonna say. I'm putting you on no, the they... spot. You're literally, <laughs> literally in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, very, very nice peeps. Okay, Why not? that's good. And by that, I mean those chickens that are right over behind, behind um, me. We, uh, we're a little pressed for time. Because mm-hmm. of various obligations, you had a thing that you wanted to talk about, and that was um, in, sort of related to that <laughs> that seventies as, uh, musical aesthetic that we were discussing uh, last week or the week before. I think it was the week before. Um, was that my holdover? Wow, I'd, I'd already forgotten. That yeah, that was my well, thing. The, um, yeah, just the the amazing um, ubiquity of. The uh, the Yamaha DX7 <laughs> from from the 80s, uh, in particular mid 80s, wow, early 80s. I guess it probably came in, and holy crap, did that be? That's like the all-time uh, best-selling uh, synthesizer, I would think, hmm. and that just got used on everything. It was the sound of of the of the season. Well, specific patches of the DX7. For sure, there wasn't. There didn't seem to be a lot of variation in the, no, in the patches, no. like there would have been. Analog is a lot um, harder to use, but 
requires you to you know dial in a specific sound. There mm-hmm. wasn't at least originally, uh, you know, a lot of preset sounds that people right. just used out of the box. No, for they're a just while, doing their patch cords like a like you know some 1930s or 40s uh, mm-hmm. phone operator. Yeah, you know. And there are All certain the there are right certain there. Mach- uh, I say machines. Certain keyboards had certain qualities to them that you can make. Oh, there's a Prophet Five. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. you know using the Moog, the Mini Moog. Um, yep. th- yeah, so some out of the box, but still um, so tweakable that you know a little variation uh, meant a lot in the final mix. Whereas, yeah. I felt like the the Yamaha DX7 was <laughs> was kind of like. Oh, hey, it's a DX7 there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the little twinkly, sparkly, boom, 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 boom. I don't know if that comes across as a voice thing. Uh, Probably we'll not. We'll put a, some you the clip of the here actual, or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, it was, I mean, it, it's unbelievable how how um, how popular that really was as yeah. like the sound, and, and when right. audience hears yeah. it, if they don't know already, they're like, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's in 80s. both in both pop music, R and B, the R and B side of it, that is, and in um, what should we call it, uh, <laughs> smooth jazz. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, arose in sure. the late seventies, I guess. Yeah, yeah, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but I'm. What what did Howard Jones use? Howard Jones was really popular in the early eighties, right? But he. Hmm. Why, why I, do I know Howard Jones? That's not ringing a bell. Other um, than the, here's the, one of the, Howard Jones's songs. Anyway, so uh, they just—I mean—they they automatically date their uh, their decade just about mm-hmm. very very close. Uh, the Mannheim Mannheim Steamroller uh, <laughs> Mini yeah. Moog sounds and yeah. the um, yeah the Jupiter Eight DX Seven of the eighties right in there. Well, mm-hmm. but the Jupiter Eight is an analog. Indeed. But so, it's still, it was still um, okay. So sort of some sort of transitiony, transitionary um, time. But what I'm saying yeah. is just sort of the yeah, not specifically. My my um, reason for bringing up the topic mm-hmm. was just it was amazing that mm-hmm. they became so, uh, as I said before, ubiquitous in yeah. in their own times, and they just were so dated. Right. Know, it's like ah, that's early '80s. Oh, that's yeah. All the rest of the 80s. <laughs> Which <laughs> or, is weird. Yeah, it immediately yeah. S- sticks you back into that late 70s, early 80s period mm-hmm. to hear those, mm-hmm. those sounds. Yeah. Whereas I have always got time for Howard Jones. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just, I, I, it, 
I smile when I hear it, and mm -hmm. I will listen to it if it comes on, no matter what. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't right. know. I have a soft spot. Fair enough. I think he's really great. Now to actual music sharing. Also, he's a good bloke. <laughs> no doubt. Actual music sharing, which is to say, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> it just um, we did some music clips just then, mm -hmm. you know, merely for trivial reasons. This is yeah. stuff that you actually want to share. Do we do we want to go straight into that and skip the uh, personal? Oh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll come back to music because then you know music, something else, and then music. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. cut back in now. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, because mm. because something terrible happened this week, and um, I'm I'm still sort of reeling from the effects of it. So, fair enough. Um, well, th there was a uh, a shooting and hostage situation at the Trader Joe's where I used to work in Silver Lake, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my friends are, I, I mean, affected. Um, and I am, I have no doubt traumatized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm affected. <laughs> I, I wasn't there, you know, yeah. and I'm affected. So, uh, I can only imagine what horrors are <laughs> visited mm -hmm. upon their psyches. Right. Um, but, um, but my, th I think my situation is that I am just very worried about them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm concerned for their well-being. I know, uh, these kinds of, um, PTSD driven events, um, need care. <laughs> yeah. yeah? Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's hard to ask for that. And I think, I hope people who are adjacent to those traumatic events, right? If you, if you didn't go through such a thing, but you are uh, like an employee or a regular patron, even maybe mm -hmm. of a, of a store that, that happens at, right? It's a place where you go a lot, mm -hmm. even if you're not a worker, if you're a patron, um, it's, it's sort of your source for food. Certainly. And for some people, I mean, I gotta think it's their only source of human contact. Yeah, right. there, there were I, I I found out about it on um, on Reddit, mm -hmm. or um, yeah, it was on Reddit, and immediately somebody said, "Oh, my girlfriend works at that store," hmm. you know, and uh, she wasn't on at that time, but she works there, and so she knows everybody there that affected. Um, and then somebody else says, "Oh, that's my that's my store where I go." It's like yeah. holy crap, and so they they were there were immediately people on there just sort of spreading condolences and, and, um, I, they may have private messages messaged each other, hmm. um, said nice, nice things and feel your pain and that kind of thing. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's instantly, um, becomes a, a shrunken community, you know, concentrated community. That's quite interesting, but also it's sad that it, that it would have to be in that context. But, hmm. um, but it's also good in the sense that you can, you can have those contacts where you, you know, wouldn't have known anyone yeah. in your, in your situation before, maybe. Right. Like, you sp well, especially I, if you were just adjacent to it, as you had mentioned. Sure. Well, I and uh, two friends of mine and I have been involved in a, a mutual text ongoing conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Since, uh, 
shortly after we all parted ways with that store. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I was the first to go. I'm pretty sure I was the first to go. But, you know, subsequently we've all left the store. But but we all consider it our home store. Mm-hmm. That's the one that means the most, that sticks yeah. the most. Sure. And so we're still deeply connected to a lot of the people who work there mm-hmm. and to the things that happen there, you know, that it's important uh, emotionally how people are doing and, and the things that happen. So this pain is um, in a in a smaller way our pain as well. Yeah. And, uh, and as I say, we are, of course, you know, worried about the people that we love who, who had to go through that directly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, and, and, uh, you know, I feel, of course, helpless. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Being away from there and not, mm-hmm. not even being close enough to sort of walk over and hug somebody or talk to them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, and then at, the, at a larger scale, I, I certainly feel helpless about this sort of bigger scale of gun violence mm-hmm. uh, in the country, you know, that I, I don't even know how it can be dealt with. That the push for tighter control, you know, I don't know. Maybe it would eliminate some of these things. It certainly wouldn't eliminate everything because nothing does. There's always going to be right. some. <laughs> it feels like there's always going to be some kind of random violence that of just course. happens. But and if you if you lower the um the accessibility and mm-hmm. the, uh, this is my opinion. I don't like guns in, in particular. I don't mind that people use them for hunting and whatever they, not whatever, but I mean, uh, that kind of activity, uh, it's not my scene, but if they, if they are actually feeding their family with the <laughs> meat that they hunt, uh, you know, I'm accepting of that. Mm-hmm. The big game hunting is stupid in my opinion. Um, anyway, I don't want to get too far, too far off the rail on that, but, mm-hmm. uh, I think people's interpretation of the second amendment as the right to bear arms as part of a well-regulated militia becomes, I need to have every gun ever made and every accessory that allows me to, uh, kill the man. Yeah. Keep, keep, him, keep the King of England out of your face. Yeah. Keep, keep. Stroking those guns, you amosexuals. <laughs> so you know that's that's where I am at that at that, and I don't right. know a solution other than vote for people who you agree with in those in those mm-hmm. regards, if you can. Um, if you can find somebody that shares your opinions in those, then you should vote yeah. anyway. But but and that does, vote in that uh, direction. That doesn't do anything in this situation. It's not going to stop at all. It's going to stop some, mm-hmm. and that's that's right. a step in the right direction. And sure. maybe, uh, maybe at some point it would, societal um, norms would change. Right. It wouldn't be as easy or acceptable for these things happen to happen. Right. And domestic abuse would be taken very much more seriously and intervened mm-hmm. at, uh, you know, an earlier juncture, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my hope. I share. Um, yeah. From from reports, this gun person, this gunman, was a domestic abuser, and then it just escalated. Yeah. So, 
yeah, I, I, that's that's my those are my feelings at the moment. Help is available in counseling, and it's easy to get caught up in feeling nothing. I certainly have had moments and trauma and depression of of a lack of feeling, and that's strange. You you often feel like you maybe don't have any place to go if you don't if you don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That that that's maybe uh, wrong mm-hmm. that you're supposed to be sad or angry, but it's not uncommon to feel yeah. nothing. Uh, at least for a time, right? Uh, that's you know some things get uh, suppressed and repressed and come out at different times. Come out at different times in different mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if you've experienced this, there's help available, and it's probably a good idea to talk to a professional if you have experienced these. Processing is hard. Yes, and and takes uh, time. Agreed. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, it's also good to talk to a professional, I think, just to gain perspective, which mm-hmm. is really hard to do on your own. Yeah, well, that's why they're a professional. <laughs> yes, because they because well, they have uh, theoretically have experience. Someone with experience, you know, yeah. um, with with those matters, should be able to help you on the right path back to uh, feeling right, right, or right. Sir, yes, mm-hmm. these are the uh, events of the week. So let's do some music. Okay. Which are also shall... events of the week. Yep, yep. Um, shall I go? Yeah, shall you I go. go first? Uh, I wanted to share a piece called Arabian Dances. By because Brian. you've been thinking about band pieces. Why? Because right. you started uh, a new thing. Because <laughs> uh, school's going to start here in another month and a half, a uh, month, and mm-hmm. we've got band to do. Um <laughs> Is, this piece is too hard for for mine. I'm going to have beginners, Ta- but time marches on. In the words of Metallica, huh? Is that who? <laughs> is that who came up with that? What do you know? So, but I I do listen to a lot of band works, and uh, I'm getting into more of them. And this is a great piece. Um, I I like it quite a lot. Uh, it it has authentic melodies and rhythms from the Middle East, uh, and some original music combined. It it's got some. Um, what is it? One, two, I think. Uh, I believe there are four sections, four segments um, uh, of uh, melodies that he found. And then there's he uses uh, Middle Eastern percussion instruments to, to help set the mood a little bit further in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's cool. It's it's uh, got kind of a haunting opening, um, but, but definitely takes you to the Middle East um, almost stereotypically, but, uh, but in a good way. And um, it progresses through. The several themes, it's uh, pretty, pretty neato. It's, uh, it's a fun work.
very nice. Yeah. Uh, these are traditional. E- yeah, in traditional. They're, yeah. They're, he, he took pieces of traditional melodies and mm. combined them with, uh, with some original music of his own and right. just kind of put his own as a, as a modern current band composer. There's uh, a, there's, they, I don't know, they sparked some familiarity in me. It was weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. So, yeah. Awesome. How about you? What do you got? I've got a couple of things. So Stephen Malcolmus released something new. His his band um, after I don't know if he, I don't remember if he did a solo thing uh, without, but he he was originally in the band Pavement, and is now in a combo called Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks, and they sound a bit like this. That's a that's very typical of his thing, but this album is a I, I don't know I think this is better than some of the recent ones that he's done. I personally don't care for his vocal stylings, um, sure. so I'm glad you had told me that that's his thing. Yes, <laughs> that he's not just an amateur vocalist. <laughs> no, <laughs> because it didn't fit with with the musicianship of the group, yeah. you know, and all that is is good, and he's so consistent at it. You know, yes. the more I listened, to it, I was like, oh. That's that's his thing. Yeah, um, it's his thing. yeah, it's it's not my thing, <laughs> but uh, more power to him because he's yeah. You know, there's a weird it, for people who are fans of of Stephen Malcolmus. There's a weird there's a weird sort of uh, consistent appeal of, about it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's it's um it's one of those Bob Dylan-y things where yeah the, the lyrics yeah. and the way he presents them are more important than the skill with which he does it yeah i i can see that um and I, i'm not a huge bob dylan fan either cringe oh wait this is a podcast okay they can't they don't know where i am <laughs> hey if you want to send us an email <laughs> about about my criticism of uh, of, uh bob dylan uh, <laughs> oh I it's see. uh yes bros at uh some guys all right anyway um go ahead sorry oh well I, there's one more because mm-hmm. the Punch Brothers released their album this uh, Friday, I want to say Friday. Wow! Yeah, I called, like Punch Brothers stuff. Uh, Punch Brothers I, I, and... I don't know a lot of their stuff, but I knew what I have, I liked. I mean, there isn't a lot, so mm-hmm. it's just uh, Chris Steele and <laughs> several friends. Oh, I'm ashamed that I don't remember anybody else's name. Um, but they're bluegrass musicians, basically, and they uh, formed a band, and they are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Too late, we can die 
So there you go. Good stuff. There's something. Uh, yeah. There's a lot stuff. of that. Um, there's very deft musicianship, uh, a lot of introspective lyrics. Um, this is another one of those very quiet albums. They tend to do that, mm. um, mm-hmm. where there's just a- almost dead space in between the, the notes and passages. Mm. Um, just really, really low uh, and dynamic, you know, stuff that just bursts out at you. Yeah. I, I, I don't cool. know. I found it particularly poignant. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, uh, to listening to the album. It's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's wrap it up. Let's go well, do things. We got stuff to, to move and, and babies to take care of. All right. Well, if you actually, no, well, babies asleep. Um, but <laughs> yeah, well, well, theoretically, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> when I go back in and she's still building, she, Oh, um, I should put this for, for, uh, for next week. Uh, smartest baby in the world uh, <laughs> segment can can be in uh, next week's segment. So if yep. you're looking forward to that, people, or if you want to skip, <laughs> you've got a preview right now. Heads up, <laughs> <laughs> because um, she's discovered the the wonderful world of building blocks. So um, yeah, neat stuff. All right, if you want to send us an actual email, send it to bros at it's just called two brothers, and you can tweet at us at ijc2b. Ooh, it's just called twobrothers.com, excuse me. And uh, you blog every day at marcusharwell.com. I'm still doing that. And we will see you and hear you and all that stuff in the future. <laughs> it's, it's kind of an ending. 